called in the local readers and the listeners. <clears throat> Welcome to another segment of First of the Day. Today's verse comes from Philippians 4, 4 through 7. And it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul, in today's passage, tells us four important things. He tells us to rejoice. He tells us that the Lord is near. He tells us to be anxious about nothing. And finally, he tells us about the peace of God. In verse 4, the very first verse of today's passage, Paul tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. Paul is telling us that in all circumstances, including suffering, we must learn to rejoice and gain strength by recalling the Lord's goodness, faithfulness, and nearness, and promises. Joy and gentleness in the middle of difficult times will definitely stand out and be evident to all, because such an attitude is typically lacking in people who without God have no sure and steady means of coping with life's stresses. Verse 5, Paul tells us the Lord is near. Paul is telling us that we must believe that Jesus may come at any time. The New Testament tells us that Christ's return is imminent, which means certain and soon. Hope and expectancy has always characterized New Testament Christians and churches. Christ wants it to be that way so that we are always ready and watching for his appearance. In verse 6, which is the very next verse, Paul tells us, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Paul is telling us here that the one sure cure for worry is a prayer for the following reasons. Number one, godly prayer takes the situation and puts it on the power of God. Number two, through prayer we renew our trust in the Lord's faithfulness by releasing to Him all our anxieties and problems, knowing that He will take care of them because He cares for us. Number three, when we release our problems and concerns to God, He will replace them with His peace. This supernatural peace will guard our minds and protect our hearts as a result of our communication and companionship with Christ Jesus. Number four, through prayer, God strengthens us to do all that He desires for uh, desires of us. Number five, through prayer, we receive mercy, grace, and help in time of need. And number six, as we spend time with God in prayer, He is able to assure us that in all things He is working for our good. So in the last verse of today's passage, verse 7, Paul tells us, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Paul here is telling us that God's peace is the opposite of human anxiety. And it comes when we call on God from hearts that are free to fully 
Christ and his word and by committing our cares to God we can determine not to worry about them because we know because they are now his concern we will see three things about the peace of God number one the peace of God is an inner sense of calm and assurance delivered from Christ by the Holy Spirit within us it is not based on emotions or circumstances but on the solid foundation of our relationship with God say from confidence that Jesus is near and that God's love will be active in our lives for our good. Number two, we commit our troubles and concerns to God in prayer. His peace will stand guard the door of our hearts and minds, preventing the cares, worries, and heartaches of life from troubling our lives and robbing us of our hope in Christ. And number three, fear and anxiety God in prayer with a thankful heart. Once again, he will send his peace to guard our hearts. Under God's cust protective custody, we will again feel safe and be able to rejoice in the Lord. So that concludes our verse of the day segment. Now we're going to move into the 16th installment of our segment on Advent Day, Journey to Christmas. Today's topic is the business of exceeding expectations. Because of prophecy, the Jewish people had anticipated a savior for centuries, and they were expecting a royal king who would set them free and establish an earthly kingdom. Imagine their surprise and disbelief when they were told their savior was born to a common family in a manger in Bethlehem, the lowliest place in a lowly town of the Jewish people. God did not expectations. But God isn't in the business of meeting expectations. He's in the business of blowing them out of the water. Jesus is an incredible example of God's exceeding goodness. Through Jesus, God met the needs the Jewish people didn't even realize that they had. He provided much more than the fleeting prosperity of an earthly kingdom. He established his eternal kingdom, provided salvation, reconciled humans to right relationship with God and brought hope to a broken world. Now, how often do we place our expectations on God, assuming He'll work according to our timeline and plan? This habit is a great for our faith because God really moves on our schedule. If His actions really match what we envision, we need to understand the difference between placing our expectations on God versus trusting in His plan and being expectant that he will see it through to completion in our lives. <laughs> Placing our expectations on God can set us up for disappointment, frustration, and resentment <clears throat> when they go unmet. But having a healthy expectancy of God can 